Hi, this is Ryan's girlfriend, Bridget, and this episode gets a bit emotional. Over the past 12 months, Ryan has talked openly about his adoption story and the search for his biological parents. The doctor kind of brought me out of surgery at two days old and said to the nurse, oh, where's this baby's family? Um, you know, this baby needs a lot of love and I need to speak to the family. And the nurse said he doesn't have a family yet. And so I was... Um, I didn't get to meet my now called mum and dad for six or seven weeks and my birth mum knew that I was in surgery so she, after giving me up, actually came back in just to hold me. This episode of The Life of Ryan is a collection of stories that I've told on the radio in the last 12 months about my adoption story and we'll have a bit of behind-the-scenes bridge of what, what it was like at our house when it all started going a little bit crazy. Yeah, like when the video first went viral. and It was yeah. madness. Uh, Taylor, you were working in Canberra at the time, like obviously a pretty crazy week. It was unbelievable. The response to your story, to you from Australia and just all over the world was and still is unreal. Like I'm around you sometimes and you show me the 1,500 unread, like, just messages you can't get back to. Yeah, they're still growing. <laughs> it's still and catching it just, up. it's crazy. All right, so settle in. Um, sorry if you cry. We probably will. Get the tissues ready. You're listening to The Life of Ryan. So most people from my Facebook page would be aware that I am adopted uh, if you didn't know that already, surprise! <laughs> but it's a thing. Uh, I only really started talking about it a year ago, and we're about to play the audio of the first time I spoke about it on the radio. It was at Hit 104.7 in Canberra, the Ryan and Tanya show. And, uh, I mean, I've got a lot better at talking about it, because as you're about to hear, I was a bit of a blubbering mess at the time. But uh, this is what happened on the 8th of May last year, 2017. It was the lead-up to Mother's Day, and this is how it went down. I just remember, like, on Valentine's Day, um, we spoke to the florists. And oh, they said, yeah. They said Valentine's Day number one, number two, Mother's Day. Yeah, they just sell out. Yeah, and uh, so it's a great day, great family day. Um, it's been a little bit tricky for me, though, always, because, um, and sorry, I'm going to get real sad. <laughs> um, Mother's Day is real tricky for me because I've never met my real mum before. And... Um, so I sort of know the story of my mum and... Um, yeah, sorry. Um, so around Mother's Day, I sort of always get thinking... I sort of think about it most days, but Mother's Day really amplifies it for me. So um, my birth mum was... She was pretty young mm -hmm. and uh, she was single and she lived in a, a share house um, when she unexpectedly got pregnant with me. And she sort of had this... Um, this uh, it seemed, she left me a note and it sort of appears that she was like, no, a baby should have two parents and have a big family home and be a big family together. And and she couldn't offer me that. <laughs> so she um, wanted to make sure that her baby had two parents and a family home. So she gave me up for adoption. Yep. Um, now, in 2017... Um, like now, if you if you get pregnant now and you don't want to have a kid, um, you, you don't. Yeah. Um, you, you you just don't. There's, we've got technology and, and whatever. And yeah. uh, and I don't really want to get into sort of the 
abortion debate. But, um, you know, you do whatever you want into your body. I'm totally cool with it. But it just reminds me how bloody lucky I am. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, oh, this... <laughs> so I think I was six weeks old when um, Mandy and Rod, who I now call mum and dad, they got a phone call saying, there's a baby that needs... <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, um, they're not my birth parents, but they're my mum and dad. They're awesome. They've given me a great life and I love them. Um, but I often think about my birth mum and think that she gave up so much time for me. She gave up her body for me. Um, and especially around Mother's Day. I just wish I could, you know, say thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I read a lot, of, um, a lot of stuff where women who've given up children for adoption, they've, they've been really guilty and they get, to, you know, depressed and they think they've done this horrible thing and... Um, sometimes adopted children believe like that's justified and they feel like abandoned and unwanted and unloved but um, that's not the case for me and it's and a lot of people are surprised by that because like Tan you know you, I'm so we, surprised by yeah, your opinion on this yeah you see in the movies like the kid finds out yeah and they get real angry and they you know they yeah. oh, you know, you know my real mom, mom you know yeah. and they get all crazy and, and crack the sads but um, that that's not the case for me though I, I'd love my birth mum to know like like how thankful I am and like I really appreciate that she gave me my life and um I'd love to go and find her and say um you know thank you so much and I really appreciate it but I'm, I'm scared to go and find her because um maybe I'm looking for someone that doesn't want to get found um because I sort of hope that um she grew up sort of forgot about me met a guy had a husband and now has a a big family of her own yeah um that she sort of wanted for me in the first place ryan that's not a day yeah. that goes by that your mother doesn't think about you yeah your, your well everyone mother. everyone tells me that but i and as i guess so but i just I've, I've always just hoped that she's sort of just moved on and uh the, the reason that i'm scared to sort of go looking <laughs> is because i'd hate to just knock on the door and her husband you know he might not know about me um their kids who you know, that, that's my half-brothers and sisters, yeah. they might not know about me either. Yeah. And to think, you know, that she might have to explain or justify and I might be this big secret that she's been keeping and, I don't know, like, this lady has given me my whole life. The, the least I think I can do is sort of let her live hers. And um, so that's why every Mother's Day I think, oh, should I sort of look comes or up reach every out? Year. And, um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tricky one for me. And... Um, the reason I've talked about this, and I posted a video last night, um, and thank you so much to everyone who's messaged me and um, with some very nice words. I really appreciate it. Um, I, this isn't like an attempt to find her. Like, even if if I never meet her, even if I never realise that she may have got the message, um, I just love her to know how thankful I am. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to think that she feels bad about it. I'd hate to think that she made a huge sacrifice for nothing. And, um, yeah, I just... She wanted me to have a great family and the people I call mum and dad now, Mandy and Rod, who I've known since I was six weeks old, they're awesome and 
Let me say lock it up. Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your story this morning, being really brave. It's actually really hard to sit on the other side of the desk and watch you this upset. But your birth mother and your the woman you call mother now and, and, and your dad would just be so proud of you. You're so brave and you are so special and God damn it, I'm so glad you are here. All right, so that was over a year ago now, the first time I started talking about adoption on the radio. Uh, just hearing bits of that bridge, can you remember that week? Absolutely. And I mean, just to reiterate, Tanya there, it's like so brave of you to even open up like that and show such vulnerabilities like as a man, um, you know, I I think that's really awesome and you should be really proud of that. Do you remember, oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I remember from that week that when I made the video, the strange thing that people probably wouldn't think about is the fact that we had to film it and then edit it and then like, you know, type in the subtitles. So I mean, it was really hard to watch once, but I had to watch it 15, 20 times. And every time I just, like, it was hard. And then I was like, hey, Bridge, can you watch this? I need a second opinion. And then Bridge was watching it going, I just, I can't watch it anymore. I I think I cried for like a week straight. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I watched it, I cried. It's just so beautifully said. There's just so much emotion there. Um, And I don't know whether that's just because I'm a woman, I can imagine myself in that situation as well, um, that I feel a bit more emotional about it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Tay, you were working at the radio station. I don't know what shift you were doing then, but would you, were you coming in after us or later on that day? I was, yeah. I was, uh, out cause we were doing a promotion where we were delivering right yeah. things. I think so. I was in the car waiting cause after that moment, was supposed to be the hey we're giving away whatever like straight up you know like the, the classic commercial radio yeah, like yeah. all right this is sad up next someone gets a new car and like, we're <laughs> supposed to go on to that and I remember being out there and it was the day after Grooving the Moot in Canberra oh, of when course. that happened yeah I remember everyone so, was pretty dusty yeah the music so festival here in Australia I was a bit delicate after that to begin with yeah um and then hearing that you know like hearing one of my good mates talk like that and um. I think when, like Bridget said, when people are that vulnerable, when people uh, kind of open themselves up like that, you can't help but get emotional at the same time. So I remember sitting in the car and like crying, listening to you crying and listening to Tan crying, who's also a good friend of ours, and yep. just like being like, man, I wish I could just like hug you right now and just, I don't, I don't know, just yeah, yeah give you a bit of comfort. I don't, like whatever I could do, I just wanted to do that in that moment. So after that show... I just went straight home because I kind of didn't, as much as people in the office were quite lovely, I was like, oh, I, I just I just want to go home and just sort of just chill out for a bit. But I did stop to get a coffee on the way home and this really old lady uh, in the Casey Market Town Bridge, that little supermarket near yeah. our place, I stopped there and this little old lady kind of comes over and just goes, oh, oh, uh, uh, and she didn't quite know what to say. And so she just, and then she just gives me a big hug. <laughs> she gives me a big hug. She's like, oh, I, I don't want to say anything. I just... Just have have a good day, and then she just kind of walked off and stuff as well. The amount of people that must have been listening to that and thinking, "I just want to give Ryan the biggest hug," right yeah, now. because I feel like what you needed was just that comforting hug, like just that, yeah, just... you know, just that all encompassing comforting hug. Um, and I, yeah, everyone would have wanted to give you that, and so I think that's obviously where she was coming from yeah. with that. Well, uh, Tanya did in the in the break, as did producer White Trash Maddie came in and gave me a big hug, and <laughs> yeah. he was bawling his eyes out as well. Because in that situation, like there are no words. 
Yeah. Like, you're, no, like what do you say? Yeah. Like, you, and if you're if you're not adopted or you haven't adopted out a child, it's very hard to know what to say. Oh, I, for someone who is adopted, I don't know what to say to that either. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things where it just it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, the the natural response is to just give a hug or comfort in some way. So a year later. We were all in Canberra. We're now here in Perth, which is the opposite sides of Australia, which is quite a big country. Uh, but when I started here, uh, the first thing people in the office said, it wasn't like in the big, welcome to Ryan, the big sort of staff meeting, but it was the coming up afterwards and going, oh, hey, uh, welcome to the state. I just wanted to say that we, we watched the video and, and listened and, and, you know, a lot more questions and a lot more stuff like that. So I was with Tanya in Canberra. Now here, I work with Heidi and Xavier on the Heidi, Xavier and Ryan show. And eventually, you know, we start talking about it. And here's Heidi and Zay responding to the adoption story. What you said blew me away and still does because I think so many people with adoption and abortion and all that kind of thing don't really think about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As And you put it so eloquently that you just wanted to thank her for life. Yeah, and you and wouldn't be here if she chose the other option. Absolutely. And um, she actually did a lot for me. I've learnt more... Uh, in, in the last sort of eight months, I've got information. I'm gathering more information. I've got some great news to share shortly, but I have learned that um, uh, at the time I was born, I think I was two days old and I had to have an operation. You know, babies sometimes yeah. need an operation. So um, the doctor kind of brought me out of surgery at two days old and said to the nurse, oh, where's this baby's family? Um, you know, this baby needs a lot of love and I need to speak to the family. And the nurse said he doesn't have a family yet. Yeah. And so I was... Um, I didn't get to meet my now called mum and dad for six or seven weeks. And my birth mum knew that I was in surgery. So she, after giving me up, actually came back in just to hold me for, um, for a few oh, days. Oh, mate. <laughs> and, um, Such a beautiful yeah. thing. that, But so horrible at the same time. And you're this little innocent baby. That's what I just see in the hospital. And you're so, you're yeah. so lucky by the parents that you have today, aren't yeah. you? And have you thought about what you would say to... Because her name is Julie. Yep, and that's all I really know at this stage, that her name is Julie. And like I said, she sacrificed her body and then... After, Everything. And then making a huge decision to come back in and, and just sit with me for a few days. All I would say is is, is thank you, really. Because, yeah. um, I mean, like I said, the alternative is I'm not here, but I'm, I'm super lucky I am, and my parents got to be parents as well. How supportive are your current parents? Unbelievable. Yep. Um, unbelievable. Uh, my mum was 21 when she got married and tried to have kids, um, had IVF twice unsuccessfully and was told, you're not going to be a parent. Um, and then she gets a phone call and he's ready to pick up tomorrow. He was born six weeks ago. And that's you. Yeah, and that's me. <laughs> and then so they've been incredible. Um, Mum is super pumped about, she's like, yep, if you want to find whoever, it's, you know, you do what you got to do. And I've always said that my mum is my mum. It doesn't matter that she didn't give birth to me or we're not blood related. She's the person who raised me. And I think, you know, you don't need to give birth to someone to be a great parent. And mm -hmm. it, I don't think it really, it matters who I find or who I meet or where this kind of journey about wanting to find my biological family ends. Like she is my mum and she brought me up and, and nothing's ever going to change that. And dad as well. Yeah. So that's with the Heidi and Xavier Ryan show here in Perth on hit 92.9 and, and sort of like everyone's up to date now. And, uh, Again, lots of people calling through like they did in Canberra. And it is genuinely surprising. I don't know what you guys think, but I was kind of the only one I knew who was adopted. And I'm guessing you guys might be sort of similar. But then suddenly the phone lines go crazy and people are messaging and we sort of 
all find out that it's actually not that uncommon at all. Like I reckon in our Canberra office, Tay, there was what, 10 out of 40 people all had a, or my sister's adopted or my son or. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. The people that come out of the woodworks, I don't know if it's like the stigma that's attached to it maybe or pretend like there's a weird thing that people have. But as soon as you were brave enough to tell your story, I feel like it empowered a lot of people to call up and say, I gave, I you know had to give up a child yep. or I was like, I was adopted as a child and it was just unbelievable. I, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I have learnt now that I, because I used to say gave up for adoption and I, I now say placed in adoption. Placed in adoption. that's the right. right thing to say. As I was saying that, I was like, is this the... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either until yeah. I, I've been corrected no, uh, and, by people. No, and rightly so when you really think about it. Yeah, and I yeah, do get it. I was like, yep, fair point. Up, like. <laughs> fair point. So everyone's up to date. Um, everyone sheds a tear. But it, and it was kind of nice to hear that there were other people that felt the same way as I do. And we had all these calls and we were thinking, great. What a nice moment. Now let's push on with our lives. Incorrect. I, all these messages come through saying you should do a DNA test. So I do an ancestry DNA test and bang, I find my biological father in London. I mean, Ridiculous. you make that sound yeah. like it just happened. Oh, like, that's, <laughs> just, oh, well, that's easy. Just to like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can check out the video. Here's just a snippet of it. I'm 30 years old and today I met my biological father for the very first time. Since sharing my adoption story, I knew it was going to be a long journey to find my biological family. But here I am on the other side of the world, from Australia to London. Bridget and Taylor, I'll ask you a question about when I told you guys about the whole birth dad in London thing. But this is what happened when I told Heidi and Xavier on the radio. Last week, we were talking about uh, my adoption story. Um, I cried like a girl talking about his mum. Like, <laughs> like a strong man, yeah. I'd say. But you also brought Jamie to tears, who was a guy who's, who was listening to the show, who yep. was a bit sceptical of you, Ryan. Oh, the, the Facebook comments, everyone cried. So, yeah, yep, mate, credit to you. Thank you. Uh, and I did say that I have some exciting news and a bit of an update, and I'd like to share that with you guys now. So... I did an ancestry DNA test a while ago. Yeah. And since getting results, I've pieced together a family tree and I actually went and met my biological father who lives in London at Christmas time. Oh my God. You went and spent yeah. Christmas with your dad. With, yeah, biological dad uh, at Christmas what? time, which was unbelievable. How did that come? Like, how? How do you yeah. track him? So last year, I, I shared this story about being adopted and thousands of comments and emails yeah. and a lot of people said hey you should do an ancestry dna test i mean who knows what you'll find and then because i knew nothing about me it was almost exciting to go oh i'm i'm 60 irish and 20 percent scottish and how oh, this is fun yep uh, but what i i didn't consider is that there was a 60 percent chance that you've got a fourth aunt or you know some yeah. some sort of story oh. and then i this lady named cc moore is a, an expert and she said oh if you give me your login details i might be able to find who that fourth aunt is and see if there's a connection. So two months later, she sends me a text and goes, I found your biological father. <laughs> I, I want to just swear. I yeah. don't know how to react other than holy shit. Yeah. So you're chasing <laughs> yeah. your mother I was looking and out of mother. this you found your father. So I found my father. Did your dad even know you existed? He had no idea I existed at all. <laughs> so I now know since chatting What's with him. What's his name? What did you do? Yeah, his name is Joel. Um, he's an American man who now works in London and he was with my birth mother 
just that once, one time, one night stand. Oh and he was a backpacker in Australia back in the day. This and is what you said, remember? Yeah, well, I remember we talked yeah. briefly about this, you and I. Yeah, so I, I always knew he was, I think, American. Yes. He was in town and, and basically... We made the joke that when you were over at college yeah. that you might hook up with your potential sister. sister. I can confirm I do not have a sister in America that I potentially hooked up with. That is not a thing. But uh, he was travelling and did cash jobs in factories like you do when you're backpacking. Yep. And Julie was working as the manager of the factory and they had Friday night drinks like anyone else would have in Perth on any Friday night. few drinks. Oh, there's this new guy. They went home together and now here I am on Hit 92.9. So how how did you broach your father? He doesn't have Facebook. Um, I couldn't find a work address, like an email. So he'd never seen your video? No, no. But uh, so I wrote a letter. I just said, look, um, my birthday is June 28, 1987. Um, I believe you're in Australia about nine months before that. My birth... (laughs) Mother's name. I didn't want to impose. Did he too much. think yeah. it was a bit of a nightmare? Well, he would have. He thought it was a scam, because um, it turns out he's done quite well for himself, uh, and he's like, "Oh, someone's claiming, you know, they might be after my money or something." Yeah. Um, but I included a lot of dates and a lot of names, and Details. he and he kind of started putting it together, and he thought, "Yep, I'm your guy." So we then did another test just to confirm. And it actually gets a bit Jerry Springer because on the forms it says, the alleged father. (laughs) (laughs) And then we did a test and it's, yep, you are 99.995% chance. And then as soon as it was confirmed, he said, I'm so sorry that I've missed out on being part of your life. Let me fly you and your family over. Come stay with me for Christmas. What's mine is yours. I'm so excited to have you in my life. And what was that moment like when you got off the plane at Heathrow and then... Was he wait, waiting there for you no, or did so you go to his house? I got in really late at night. So the next morning we met up and uh, we went and had a coffee. And when I first met him, it was, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, sort of underwhelming. It was just like, it was just exciting. We were like, how cool is this? Both of us were like, this is great. We hugged. Mm. We went and had a coffee and we shared a story. We sat in the cafe for seven hours. Just well, it- shooting the breeze. and You can't yeah. even imagine, like, he's your dad. Has, yeah. and- Has he got his own family? He's married and he has two sons. So So I've got two half-brothers who I also met later that day. Is there a resemblance there of you and and, and same with your half-brothers? A little bit with the father, Mm. but one of the brothers, actually probably both the brothers, but more, their name is Cooper and Cole because they're American and, of course, you call them that. Uh, (laughs) When I look at Cooper, and this is after we went and had dinner and beers every night for a whole week, I'd still look at him and shake because he looks so much like me. It was... (gasps) And because I've never, ever seen anyone who's looked, looked like, like me you. before. And I just, it's still, even now, months after it happened, I can't believe I have, you grew up as an only child and then you've got a brother. Like, yeah, two. How, how, how did they yeah. accept you? Open arms straight Not away. Not in your position or anything. That's no, brilliant. and like I said, he offered to pay for the flights. And it might seem like a small thing, but I said, no, no, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need anything. I don't want your money. I don't want anything. All I want is to meet someone from my biological family. And so, you know, we went over and we got in a hotel just down the road from his place and both of the brothers and him and his wife who sort of had nothing to do with it, but she could have been a bit standoffish. But Hard they, for her. Hard for her, but they all were just open arms, hugs. You know, we're sharing baby photos. We're comparing similarities. Um, it's literally just like an instant, you've got a new family. And I mean, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Bridge, can you remember the day I get that text message and I showed it to you? We're at a 
dinner with family, I think. Yeah, we were at your mum's house and your entire extended family was around. Yeah. Uncles, aunties, cousins, your grandma, grandpa, your mum. Everyone was there. There's probably 20 people there. Yeah. You've got quite a large family. Yeah. Love them all. Mm-hmm. And y- you hadn't really said to any of them that you had been trying to find your your dad or or anyone really. Yeah. Um, so you showed me, we were just in the kitchen and I was washing up or something and yeah, I was, we were just in the kitchen and you showed me this text message and I almost couldn't react the way I wanted to because everyone was there and I didn't want to give the jig up. You obviously didn't want to tell everyone right there and then. Well, to me, without... my family's crazy in a good way. That just would have lit the place on fire. <laughs> so I was a bit like, oh, I just want to see that this is legit and real. And Yeah, I think yeah. you also needed some time to process it on your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the message just simply said, I found your birth father. Um, and I think it wasn't what... It wasn't what we were expecting um, because obviously the whole time you'd been talking about your birth mother. Yeah. Um, and so finding your birth father was just completely left for field. Um, and then she sent through... A few photos and stuff? A few photos and there was some really old ones of him, but then there was his two sons, your half-brothers now, and I lost it. They look so much like you when you were younger without a beard. It was so uncanny. I fell off my chair. Like, amazing. It was unbelievable. I should also add that I got that text message saying, I found your birth father. That's from CC Moore. I said, can I call you right now? She said, no, it's a bit late. How about next Tuesday? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But anyway, she ended up calling the next morning and running me through the whole thing and explaining it all. And And what an incredible woman she is. She had to build out at least 11 different family trees to find which one Ryan came from. Yeah, because I think my... The great your grandma, great grandma had eleven, 11 kids, and it happened to be that the one related to me was the eleventh family tree she built oh, out. Um, and then a few months later, we headed over to London, and the, like if you want to check out that whole video, it is on Facebook. But Tay, I think we were crushing a few beers at the cricket. We were about ten cans deep. <laughs> uh, the twenty seventeen Ashes, are the final day of the test, I think. Oh, there, was Australia too. were just about to win back the Ashes. Yeah, so the cricket was getting boring, and Taylor goes, "Oh, so anyway, what yeah, else is going what's on? What's going on, bro?" And I go, "Oh, yeah, no, I think I got something." <laughs> and... It's time to drop an emotional chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was sitting on the hill at the Wacker, um, and you just said to me, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to London for for Christmas." I think I invited you to come to Christmas with my oh, family. You did too. Oh, yeah, by the way, I didn't. Taylor invited us around for Christmas bridge. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's all right. You guys are welcome anytime. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, you know, if you guys are going to be in Perth for Christmas, you're more like, come down to our place. Mum and Dad got the pool. Ryan just casually, oh, no, I'm going to be in London for Christmas. And I was like, oh, what's going on there? He's like, oh, actually, I'm just going to meet my birth dad. You're one of the few people that we told before we went away. I know. And I really like, very yeah. few. Yeah. I know. And I really, like, that really made me appreciate it. Yeah. Like, uh, as well, being told that before, you know, almost anyone else mm. in the world, and to, I don't know, it was the same kind of thing. I think I gave Ryan a hug on the on the hill there, and we're just kind of talking about how bizarre it's going to be to like finally meet this person. And I think we spoke a bit about Ryan, like you know, uh, like expectations and if there were any and what you wanted to do and what if it was like this and what was that. And we spoke about, 
you and your father like having talked a little bit and all those kinds of things. And it was just kind of blew my mind. And I think the one thing that's always stuck with me from that chat was when you were talking about seeing someone related to you for the first time, like yeah. being, you know, how yeah. weird it's going to be to see someone that shares the same like DNA as you that you've come from. And yeah. it kind of didn't dawn on me until that moment how, you know, I hang around my mum and dad and my brother and my sister and don't even think of that Consider as being it. a yeah, special it's thing. A but it's right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a weird thing. It's it's just so – it's the same for me. It's a non-event for me because it's so normal for me. And yep. it wasn't until you go, oh, I, yeah, I've never really met anyone, no real big deal. And then you go, oh, hang on, I'm 30 and I'm about to meet someone that looks like me for the first time ever. And that was sort of well, – uh, it still kind of freaks me out even now. Yeah, but, I mean, I remember when you first said that sentence to me where you've never met anyone with the same DNA as you. Yeah. And I remember it so well because we were in New Zealand and we just watched a movie that The Hunt of the Wilder People, is that what's which called? touches on adoption and yeah. and and those sorts of issues. And like it's supposed to be kind of a funny movie, a little it's a, bit. It's I mean, a great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. If it's you on Netflix. Seen it, go and for check it out. Of people. But basically, he this kid is like a bit of a troubled kid, and they send him out to a farm to kind of you know get his act together. And there's this moment where he and he's Maori, right? Like a native yep. Kiwi, and he kind of has this oh. They're really nice, but, and then kind of gives this speech about the blood and the my people kind of thing. And I was watching with Bridge and like I said, it's actually quite a funny movie. And then we both just looked at each other and I was like a goner, like just crying yeah. for hours and hours. And it, and it kind of hit me hard then. And that was before I even talked about it. That was actually one of the catalysts of it, making me curious. Yeah, that's right. It really was. I think honestly, that was like the starting moment to you really thinking, hey, I think I might try and do something with this and, yeah. and talk about this and find someone yeah. who I'm related to. Well, I'm like, so annoyed that this great moment has become a plug for New Zealand cinema because Bridget's just grinning ear to ear. <laughs> He's like the greatest filmmaker of all time. Yeah, Taika, yeah. Get her Taika Waititi. Yeah. We should I get him amazing. on. Can we get him on the podcast? We'll I mean, give it a crack. We'll send, we'll send, we'll get our no people to, yet. We just get started, but we're going to go for the top. We'll get our people to email his people. No, <laughs> I, I feel the same way because I had no, known you for, I think we met like four years before we worked together in Canberra. And then even being in Canberra, we worked there for six months before this yep. all started. And I had absolutely no idea at all that you were adopted. And... Oh, really? When did you find out? Like, was it as you were listening? On the <laughs> in, the, in, the, <laughs> in the meetings leading up to this thing, I was like, oh, my God, that's like, that's cool. Yeah, because on the meetings, because it's so funny, because in radio, they're like, oh, Mother's Day's coming up. Should we give away a free Mother's Day lunch or should we deliver flowers? And I remember going, oh. I think we can do something a bit more heartfelt this year. Yep. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, here goes here Ryan go. with his ideas again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we did that this uh, last year. And then this year, back to the flowers and the Mother's Day lunches, yep. I think. Well, I can't even remember when I first found out that you were adopted when we were dating. But I remember talking about it with you yeah. and asking you questions. Yeah. Well, it sort of, it strangely does come up in conversation sometimes. And it's usually around... When, say, if my mum was in Bunbury, and there's always that, oh, you look like your dad, oh, you and your mum look... And that's when you go, oh, actually. Actually, no. Not really. And also um, when you talk about medical history and stuff like that or... Um, and like and it was never a secret, but it just doesn't... No, and, and, and it wasn't yeah. like, oh, by the way, yeah. like yeah. big news. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, nice to meet you. Like, it's not one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> this video of when I went to London to meet Joel, my birth father, and my two half-brothers, Cooper and Cole, is on my Facebook page. You can go and check it out. I uh, did the rounds a few months ago online. Um, so he's in London, and then a few months ago, I, I get asked by the Hit Network, my employer, if I want to cover the Royal Wedding. <laughs> Which is in London, and it's quite weird because, Bridget, how much am I into the Royals? Yeah, not at all. Taylor, did you know I was a Royal fan? Um, no, I don't know. I can only name was it the Queen and Charles. I can only name the main ones. I don't yeah. like those people that can name, like... Yeah, I'm the same. I don't know any of them. I but they said, you Ryan, you're covering the Royal Wedding in London. And I went, oh, I don't really want to... Oh, hang on. I've got family in London now. So we go back a few months later for work... And this is some audio of just when we got back from London explaining how we tried to run into my birth father again and he was a bit of out of town and, and this is how it went down on the show. I can't tell you how many emails and messages and, and just in the comments like, are you going to see your dad? Are you going to see your dad? Are you going to yeah. see your birth dad? And uh, the reality was it, was, it was a bit awkward actually, is that he was in New York for work. Mm. And so I said, I'm in London. Where are you? And he's like, I'm in New York. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe next time, I guess. Uh, um, I mean, you've seen him once in 30 years, so don't years. overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very true, actually. Um, so he was arriving back from New York at about 10 a.m. Sunday morning, yeah. and we flew out mm. at about midday Sunday. And so we were texting each other the night before, and we are like, it's probably not going to happen, but, you know, wouldn't it be funny if we just walked past in the airport and just gave each other a high five? Because literally, you know, yeah. it takes a while to get through security. But uh, it turns out his flight was, like, running really quick and he cleared customs really fast. And when we got out of the car at the airport, Hides, who's there waiting for he us? He was there. So you called him Joe? Joel. Joel. Yeah. I swear you called him Joe at one stage. And I thought, does Ryan forget what his name is? No, it's definitely but it's Joel. Joel. Yeah. And can I just say, the moment that I saw you two walk up and hug each other, my heart sank because really? I know that everything that you've been going through, you know, to find your biological parents, oh, God, I even get the tears in my eyes right now. But it was such a beautiful moment moment to see that this friendship and obviously this new relationship building between you two and then you went off and you had coffee yep. together what are the what are the conversations like because I know when I met Joel I was like what a legend he seems really cruisy laid back got a good sense of humor yeah um, and I, I actually said to him what do you tell people now about this crazy story? And he's like, oh, you know, when I meet new people in business and stuff, he's like, I tell them how I've got this newfound son and <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I actually apologise to Ray. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, I scurried through. Yes. Um, you when couldn't I, get away quick enough from the group. Exactly right. No, I felt really <laughs> awkward. I was like, as I mentioned, you, the first time you saw him in 30 years, I was yep. like, you've got 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. I was like... You do not need to hear my ramblings. Like, I was really <laughs> awkward about it. And I was like, ah, oh, and I apologize. Or I was like, sorry if you thought I was being rude. I was just like, I really didn't want to gate crash on your moment. Like, yeah. I'm out of here. No, it was fine. It was, it was good to catch up. And we do get, as you would have seen, yeah. uh, get along quite well. So it was just like, like when you were in London catching up with an old mate for a beer, yeah. it was just sort of the same as that. Well, yeah, so what what kind of conversations do you guys have? Like, do you chat about your lives or do you chat about the day-to-day -day stuff? Because, you know, you've got a lot of getting to know each other. Yeah, well, we got to know each other pretty well at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and so but there's still a lot of random stories that, you know, every every story you've got is a new story for them. So you've got yeah. a lot to tell. But he was just with my two half-brothers, which are his kids, uh, in the US, and they were on some fishing trips. So, you know, it's just like any old family. Oh, you know, how the guy's cool, how yeah. uni, how's his wife, and just planning future travels. Because the two half-brothers are in the US, he's in London, and I'm here in Perth. 
Trying to figure out a middle point in the world for three people yeah. is a nightmare. And especially when you've all got jobs or studying or, yep. or whatever. Like, it, it's hard, but you do want to get to know each other. Do you guys Skype? Like, what's do you text each other? Because I know he Joel did say he listens to the show. He's got 20 minutes. Shout uh, out to Joel, uh, yeah. of course, He's in got London. 20 minutes where he enjoys the show. It's a 20 minute walk, and that's the same as our podcast. So he listens to us oh, on, so the on walking yeah. to work in London. So, uh, he, so he knew you guys, which is like really weird because it's like, this is hiding in Joel's like, oh, Oh, I've heard all about you. Good luck yeah. with the wedding. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, you knew about my wedding. I thought he was talking about the royal wedding. Yeah, but that is the royal wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's mainly just um, sort of, you know, light and bright and chit chat. And we mm. do sometimes talk a little bit about like the birth mother. Because the weird thing is this person who I'm like, Desperately trying to find. He's the only one who's met her, and like, yeah. it's, and it's even. And he's had an intimate it, moment. It, it was with a, it was a real flyby, but uh, he met her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's amazing. Uh, you know, he's been out of town. He's been on a business trip or away with his family. Um, and, you know, he's taken the time to, after getting off a really long flight from America, taking the time to find you in the airport and sit down and have a coffee and a chat. I think, you know, that really just solidifies that he wants to have some sort of sort of friendship and relationship with you. And I think you should be really happy about that. I, I, happy is such a, like, meaningless word in yeah, this no, instance, I feel. Yeah, no, it was pretty incredible. And like I uh, was saying there, like, it was almost a joke between the two of us. We were texting each other going, oh, probably won't, but, you know, we'll just see what happens. And he flew from, I think, yeah, the Bahamas to Miami, from Miami to maybe New York, and then New York into... So one of those days where he might have been travelling for 28 hours. So I, if, if it was me, I would have been like, just catch on the next one, bro. I'm knackered. I'm going home. But uh, the fact that it, like he came and, and found us and stuff, and it was only 10 or 15 minutes, but, I mean, yeah, it was it's cool. It's such a... Is it the right thing to say? It's, like, it's such a testament to his character yep. Yep. that, you know, he went out of his way that, that like that. Um, and, you know, I've I've met him. We spent Christmas together. And he is such an incredible man. Um, and I think you're so lucky to have had that be the experience you've had. Um, you've had both good and bad experiences forwarded onto you from people, um, you know, opening up after you shared your story, Ryan. And I yeah. think, you know, you should feel really blessed that, you know, this part of your story is a really good one and a really happy one because um, it could have gone a hundred different ways. And the fact that it went the way that it did is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, the odds are, I mean, there, there's a lot of stories that aren't, great stories there's some that are like all right there's some sort of not very nice at all and i mean yeah I'm a, it, a lot of people have come up to me and said oh i've met my birth father it was great to meet him answered a few questions and then that was sort of it but um i mean it was my birthday the other day and he, he sends me this big hamper and all this stuff which bridge have been yeah eating all day today yeah um, that's the melting moments they are good dynamite. but you know and not not just him though like you know his wife beth wonderful woman to have in the same way really opened her arms and, and, and her life to all of this happening as well. Um, you know, and the kids, of course, are just, they're fun. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to, I completely agree. And I just want to say, I don't know, as your friend, just how proud I am of you, uh, like opening up the way that you've been able to do and sharing your story with people. And I think you need to be proud of the fact as well that you there might be people out there that have been inspired to start this journey when they saw your video. A lot of people, maybe like yourself, that have armed been denied. armed and and gone, oh, I'll do it one day, I'll do it, I'll do it, and seen this and maybe gone, 
I like if he can do this so publicly and do this uh, uh, in such an out there way, I can do it as well. And I think those are the the stories you might not hear from people, but I think that's just unbelievable. Like as your friend, to think that you've done that, like makes me unbelievably proud of you. Well, thank you Nothing. very much for saying that. Um, and it's actually, uh, well, thank you for saying that, but also quite convenient you've said that because you don't know this yet, Taylor. Uh, but in an upcoming episode, uh, I'm, we're going to do a whole episode on this podcast about people who have watched my story and then gone on to find their family. Beautiful. So I've got. I'm in. I'm, in, yeah. I'm, in. I'm ready to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready um, yeah. to cry. So am I. I've just got a few messages that have said, "Hey Ryan, saw you did the ancestry DNA test. Thought, what the hell? I'll do it as well. And next week I'm off to meet whoever. Uh, I've had a bunch of those, and some people. And if that's you listening now, and you want to share your story, please message us. Bridget, have we sorted out that email yet? Yeah, look, I'm I'm getting on it. Uh... <laughs> uh, but anyway, message me on Facebook or slide into my DMs on Instagram. Um, but basically, it, it has been happening a little bit. And there's a few like, oh, it's happening in a few weeks. So I thought, oh, well, you know, you go have your, your moment. And yep. if you want to tell me your story, give me a call. And, and it is a great celebration. And for me, as much as I'm really happy that I've got this new family, uh, it is sort of, it does make me feel nice that I've put some good into the world and that you know, other people get to experience this as well. And like, I, I kind of say that like I'm the hero, but the reality is, is that people told me to do the ancestry DNA test. It's like, I'm just one cog in the pass it on chain. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So people gave me the idea. I'll hopefully give some other people and then in 10 like years. Paying it forward, yeah, right? And it'll just become quite normal. But um, there are some beautiful stories. Uh, thank you for indulging this episode. It has been quite a, a long one. But you, we are now all up to date. Um, like I said, there's lots of videos on my Facebook page to search for Ryan John, uh, J-O-N, there's no H, um, because my birth mother, like me, cannot spell. And that's how I know she is my birth mother, because I also that... am awful at spelling. Well, that was your original name. And there's another one. I was called John yeah. by my birth mother. That's why I'm now Ryan John. Did you know that, Taylor? I did, yeah. You did know. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. Uh, that would be great. And subscribe on iTunes if you're listening. Uh, as we were saying earlier in the episode, we've got wine from Bridget's Delicious Winery. Actually, is that, we've got delicious wine from Bridget's Winery. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Yeah. Uh, all you need to do is leave a comment uh, or a review, ask us a question. Maybe you can email us when Bridget sorts out the email address. And what we'll do from the next few episodes is we'll start reading out your questions maybe suggestions for topics. And if we read your message out, then we'll send you a bottle of wine anywhere in the world, as long as you're legal. And subscribed. And subscribed. <laughs> Is that too hoopy? No, that's hit fair that, enough. Hit that button, man. And Australian, yeah. and Australian Customs will not hard. take send, care of business. Send it <laughs> Just to tap the little purple button there. It's right at the top. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. 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 This episode of Life of Ryan was hosted by Ryan John, Taylor Hunt, and myself, Bridget Rudder. Editing done by Brody Green, and some original music was created just for us by the lovely Tom Wood. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later.